What's going on, guys? Your host, George McKay, back again with another amazing interview. I'm excited to bring this man to the show. He's a, a paisan, if you will, of mine, because I am half Italian myself. And uh, that right there gives you your hint if you don't know who I'm talking about. But I'll, let's welcome him to Straight Talk Wrestling right now, Alessandro Del Bruno. How are you, sir? Good, good. Thanks for having me on the show. No problem. How was I on the the Italian accent? Did it work? Like the Alessandro? Oh, Did I get perfect. it right? I thought... I couldn't tell you were half. I thought you were full. <laughs> my other half is Scottish. I know. I, I know. Oh. It's a it's a crazy mix. My dad's Scottish. My mom's Italian. She's from uh, Southern Italy, body. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I so, like that. Yeah, I she, like that. She's better. Not a lot of people. Not a lot of people from there. Yeah. Where are you? Where? What part of Italy is your family from? Um, my mom is uh, Fujian, so she's from Foggia, and my dad is from uh, Sicily in uh, small town Montoperto. Oh, Sicilian. I love it. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, Alessandro, one of the standard questions I always ask everybody that I interview on the show, if you've ever listened, you would know it as well. I call it the defining moment. It's the moment where you fell in love with this business we're going to be talking about today. <clears throat> right. I love that. And that's the first question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the first question, my answer to that, the defining moment. Oh, man. Um, it's going to have to be, I mean, when I, when growing up, I, uh, I was brought into wrestling through my brother. He showed me what it was, made me watch it. But I think the defining moment was um, Shawn Michaels versus Vader. <laughs> That was the moment that I was absolutely hooked on professional wrestling. That match alone made me just think of a million different things and a million different emotions and potentially one day being able to be a wrestler was in my head from that very moment. That is a crazy moment. I've, I've heard a lot of people mention Shawn Michaels, but you're mentioning yeah. like Shawn Michaels versus Vader. I mean, that's that's like the one of the smallest guys in the business next to Rey Mysterio versing like back in the time the early 90s they were he was a behemoth he was yeah. almost the andre the giant of the 90s yeah and i think that's probably what the what it was for me right like sean was he was clearly my favorite but i think like when i saw that match i realized like the smallest guy versus the biggest guy was a thing david versus goliath angle that they worked and and, and how that played out was uh, a defining moment for me I love the answer, and I think that's a, that's an absolute great defining moment. So uh, I, I want to do talk. I'm going to kind of steam off a little bit here, but the character, yeah, no the character. It's you come out in the soccer gear, and you come out to like you know '90s dance music, and it's <laughs> I, I love it. No, I really do love it. I mean, that reminds me of my childhood. I mean, I wasn't so much a Gino, if you will, Bambino, but <laughs> I, I definitely listened to the dance music in the '90s. I think everybody did. But it's, yeah. it's, it, it is uh, especially cool with the soccer stuff because a lot of Italian wrestlers, when you do see them or when they have their gimmicks, other than Bruno yeah. San Martino, who was just like the king of Italian wrestling, if you will, other than mm-hmm. him, whenever I see an Italian wrestler, even somebody coming up or if I see somebody on TV that has a little Italian in them, they automatically go right to the mafia aspect yeah. of the character. Whereas you, you've designed your character all around this just, you know, Italian guy who loves soccer and you implement a lot of soccer moves in your repertoire, which I absolutely love. And we'll get into that a little bit later, but tell me about the character evolution. Like where did you come up with everything that you're doing now? Well, uh, character evolution. Yeah. I mean, you, you spoke upon it, uh, a little bit, but 
I think, you know, getting into wrestling, everyone's goal when they first start out is like, how can you be the most badass wrestler? Uh, And giving yourself this cool name and, you know, with no gimmick, just trying to be really cool is the best thing you can do when you're first starting out. Uh, So that happened to me. I was Alex York. I thought that was what I was going to be for the rest of my wrestling career. Um, Then I quickly learned that that wasn't the best idea and uh, best marketing tool for me. Um, uh, Everyone would say, you know, the best version of yourself is, you know, you, but turned up and I just kind of really dived into who I am and what I love. And soccer has been prominent throughout my whole life and the Italian culture and, and being a soccer fan from a very young age, obviously, and playing throughout my entire life, I thought that was a perfect fit. So then I started creating the character and how that would work. And, and it kind of worked perfectly because at the time I was even smaller than I was now, <laughs> if you can imagine. <laughs> and, and, I, and, and I realized that worked in a land full of giants. You know, soccer players aren't naturally big guys they're skinny and they're athletic they're 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 fast they're quick and and th- that all worked in my favor so i really started to begin the evolution in that sense and then i started adding um the move set and uh, what i can call these moves and how i could use my my feet rather than uh power moves and uh, that's that's the evolution of it all uh, that and that's and that's incredible. You know, I actually I had the pleasure of seeing you at a crossbody event where you took on uh, Aiden Prince. Aiden Prince, yep. uh, I'm a huge fan. He's actually been on the show before. He's one of uh, he's actually become one of my closest friends. And that match between you and him, that match sold the show for me that night. Uh, other than the Cody Deaner and Psycho Mike match, which was just completely hilarious. But right, your, right, right. your guys' match that night, man. I mean, Aiden Prince is another level. But when he was in the ring with you that night, I saw him kick it into a completely different gear. And I think that credit goes to you. Because your guy, like, when you kicked him, dude, there's one point in the middle of the ring where you (laughs) kicked him. It was like a high kick to the chest. It was almost like a chop. But you did it with your shin. And when you kicked him... In my seat, I squirmed. I was sitting second row, center ring. <laughs> I sat, I squirmed, and I brought my, my friend with me, one of my former co-hosts, uh, Michelle. I used to call her the voice. She was the voice of reason on the early yep. days of Straight Talk Wrestling. But I looked at her, I said, Michelle, my my balls just went into my throat because you <laughs> kicked him so hard that everything, shr- everything shrank and everything hurts. Everything hurts. Yeah. Like, I could feel the pain in my chest. And I remember seeing him after. He had this red mark across his chest. I'm like, dude, he's like, I know, right? It killed. <laughs> but, like, I got to tell you, man, your kicks are no joke. And I that yeah. obviously comes from the soccer side of things. So did you play soccer when you were a kid yeah, as well? I play, I play, yeah, I played. Uh, when I was a kid, I played for 10 years. And then once I, like, started getting into wrestling and wrestling training and then wrestling every weekend, obviously, independently, just I couldn't do the schedule anymore and wrestling took over for me. And, and I was fine with that. I knew that uh, I was unfortunately not as as uh, talented as I wish I was in, in soccer. And moving on to different levels is a lot harder uh, than people think. So uh, wrestling took over. My passion for wrestling was obviously unmatched. So... I played for 10 years, yeah. 
And then let, let me ask you a question about, because family, this is this is huge for me because I'm a wrestling fan. And my mom being yep. from Italy, she was always like, oh, this is so stupid. They wrestle around in their underwear. And it's, yeah. the, it's the only sport where people who wrestle around in their underwear fight for a belt. And that's how she yeah. used to they tell me. She goes, they fight for a belt. They can't even hold their hand, their pants up. I go, mom, it's not underwear. It's like, spe- no, it's stupid. It's it's Finocchio, she used to say. It's Finocchio. <laughs> So I was, okay, mom, yeah. I'm not going to get it, but my dad and I, we bonded over it, and obviously he fell out of it, but I still flourished with it. So when you went to mom and dad, because I, I want to be a fly on the wall, I want to set the scene. You went you went to mom and dad, maybe you were eating dinner one night at the house, maybe a good plate of pasta, maybe some uh, uh, fresh antipasta, you got your uh, focaccini cheese, your prosciutto, you probably had yeah. your breads and all that stuff, and you sit yeah. down, yeah, your glass of wine, maybe you're, maybe you, you were just younger, so maybe juice, and they had their wine, and you looked over and you said, mom, dad, uh, uh, I love you guys, but I want to be a professional wrestler. Yeah, I mean, see, the thing with uh, my parents is, like, they're totally, like, like you're saying, authentic Italian, but, um, I think for them, growing up and watching my older brother kind of go in any direction that he kind of wanted, um, they kind of they kind of were okay with it for me because um, they realized my brother was already exposing me to wrestling for the last five years as a child, right? So when I came around my 15th birthday and I had mentioned it to them, like you're saying, um, they were just like, they were not into it, like you're saying, but they, they said, you know, if you want to go to wrestling training, you can pay for it yourself when you get your first job. So I made a mission of mine to get a job and to pay for my own training. And then uh, once that happened, they kind of realized how serious I was about it. And uh, they support it, but they, I mean, my dad's only been to a few. My mom's been to probably two. Um, but they're not as big as critics as, as my uh as my completely foreign grandparents who just don't even, <laughs> just don't even understand the concept of why I would ever do such a thing to myself. They still think it's terrible, but yeah, but they probably oh, well. see it as you going into a ring and just getting, you know, beating hurt. Yeah. Getting yeah. hurt. Why would you yeah. put yourself through that? They probably say, and you're like, well, it's not really, uh, yes, I do get hurt. I take risks, but yes. there's a story here. There's a, no, there's no story. He hits you. You hit him. Uh, yeah. Somebody oh, goes, yeah. somebody pins somebody. One, two, three. That's the story. Yeah. No, there's, there is more to it than that. There, there no, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But trying to tell my grandparents that, uh, it's hard to get through to them. <laughs> Easier my parents. Easier my parents. Well, that's that's great that you have that support system, and, and it's good that your brother, I guess, kind of broke the mold because by the time he did. He by did. the time you came around, they were like, okay, well, his brother's already doing crazy stuff, so this is the yep. normal. Exactly. It was great. So then we should thank your brother for bringing no, you into should. our lives. Okay, so let's we, shout him out. What's his name? Uh, Anthony Bruno. Anthony Bruno. Thank you, Anthony, for exposing Alessandro to wrestling. Because without that, oh, I wouldn't yeah. be talking to him today. Oh yeah, man. He was a. He's a, the biggest proponent. Honestly, uh, he would. Um, he would force my parents. He's five years older than me. So uh, when I, we were when I was around thirteen or fourteen, what we would do, he would force my parents out. So he would be twenty at the time. Uh, he would force my parents out of the house on weekends on uh, a Sunday when a WWE pay-per-view would be on. And then right before the pay-per-view, around 7, say it started at 7, at 5.30 we'd invite all the guys that are coming to watch the pay-per-view over early. We would transform my living room into a wrestling ring and we would put on mini shows. 
just me and my brother and my cousin for the for our buddies and the friends who are coming to watch the pay-per-view at night we called that extreme living room wrestling and that 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 was the birth of me really wanting to start training and actually wrestling (laughs) well good for him thank you again anthony so (laughs) when you got your first job and you got your first paycheck and you were able to afford the wrestling training who did you start training with and where did you start training so there was a school that was open at the time in hamilton here it was called um living legends wrestling academy and that was um that was run by a gentleman named ricky stardust and more importantly ernie moore who was in wwwf for a, a small stretch so uh a lot of the training could be uh definitely uh definitely done by him on saturdays and thursday nights uh, ricky was more of the business side um he was he's basically a guy who's had some uh local clout to him and uh he he was more on the business side but ernie was doing the training and uh yeah so i went there when i was 15 or 16 when i got my first job and uh just kind of learned the ropes that's awesome man that's that's really cool so you like tell me about because i'm always intrigued because i've never myself stepped into a ring and i've never done any of the training i want to do something in the near future where i can get maybe a ring for an hour and do something for my youtube page maybe that's something for 20 that's something for the new year for sure yeah but, that sounds um, cool yeah maybe you know maybe you could be the one who who takes me in the ring and uh Ooh, all right, like you, that all right then you know we're gonna have to set that up in the new year so there you uh, go. what how was the first bump like because everyone has a different answer for this question so when yeah. you were taking your first bump and as a human being you're not trained to fall backwards you're actually trained to try to catch yourself trained to try to balance yourself but in wrestling you have to completely untrain everything you've ever known because you, yeah. have, to, you have to learn how to fall back you have to learn how to roll out of things you have to learn how to be safe above all by putting on a kick-ass show so what was your thoughts or what was your first reaction to that first bump that you took um yeah it was a little scary um like like i was saying to you and just doing those little shows in my in my uh living room and or just bumping on a bed is just not the same when you're in a ring i mean you could try it a million times on your bed and do it perfectly but when you're in a ring it's a different it's a different animal and um i remember taking that bump the first time obviously it was a lot harder than i thought it was because a I was 120 pounds soaking wet, so I don't move a spring at, in the slightest. <laughs> so the ring didn't move. The boards didn't move. Everything hurt. But one of the biggest things is is you got to, like, and I didn't obviously realize, is it's the whiplash of the bump that is the scariest part for me. Um, a lot of guys are bigger and they have bigger shoulders, broader shoulders. So their heads, if they tuck a little bit, they can obviously make sure that they don't come close to smashing their head, the back of their head on the mat. But, you know, with a smaller frame and uh, as I was at whatever, 120 pounds that I was, um, that whiplash effect, if you're not careful, could come back and haunt you with a, with a nice little concussion. So it was a scary first bump for me in that ring, and uh, I learned very quickly that I needed to uh, slow down and um, take those bumps nice and slow. Which you obviously do, but as I as I spoke about, one of the things that I think soccer we can accredit to soccer all those years you played yep. is your speed. Uh, yeah, for your, sure. Your leg strength is. Uh, is astronomical it's it's incredible but also you know what i will say this and you may not agree with me but i don't care it's my show so i'm going to say it anyways i think your power 
is you, very underestimating. Like when you look at you, like you said, you're not really the biggest guy in the ring. But man, yeah. the way I saw you throw Aiden Prince around in a couple of those uh, those move sets that night in that match was pretty impressive. You did, I believe, there was a German suplex spot you guys did, and I think yeah. you launched him almost clear to the other side of the ring. So yeah, I'm... I don't know if you think your power is <laughs> underwhelming, but you got to give yourself a little bit more credit, dude, because for a small guy, yeah, I think you could probably throw me around like a rag doll, and I'm close to 290 pounds. I yeah, I mean, I think over the years I've uh, definitely like the last few years I've definitely tried to like incorporate a, a little more power um, to my arsenal, uh, like power moves to my uh, moveset set there. I think just uh, in size, like a lot of people, when you look at afar, yeah, you think I'm the smaller guy, but really I'm a lot taller in stature than a lot of guys that I wrestle with. And uh, I'm not far off in weight, so it's, I've been, you know, sometimes I'm not always consistent in the gym and stuff, but I do try to work on uh, stuff in there when I'm in there, uh, a lot of mobility and lifting and, and, and stuff like that, that could help me with that. But over the years, definitely increasing. So one of the things I loved about you most of all at Crossbody is how you uh, command an audience. You command an audience with a lot of flair. And Aiden Prince, obviously being the face in that situation, there was no other way for you but to be the heel. And we'll get into the question of a little bit later, which you prefer, heel or face. But that night, there's a lot of, in wrestling as we know, I mean, being, being a fan, you being a fan, heckling and wrestling go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. So a lot of the fans are very vocal, especially at Crossbody. It's a small, intimate venue, but they're very vocal. And they're very, very honest with their feelings and their opinions. But you command an audience so well, to the point where I think you had some of those fans kind of uh, uh, cringing as to what you would say back to them because they were like they were going at you, but you always had a quick. You're very quick witted. You had a comeback. So, it, it, in terms of that, because it, like I said, it goes hand in hand. You can't have heckling without wrestling. Does it sometimes get to a point where the heckling goes too far, or does it always just kind of roll off your back? No, I, yeah, it always, it always rolls off my back. Um, they they pay for a ticket and they're they're allowed to say whatever they want. And for me, it's a learning tool. And and uh, I kind of you know love those moments that I'm I'm able to test myself. Um, so yeah, I totally agree that, that there's never a point. And usually, usually depending on the venue. Uh, not so much a crossbody, but the the people that do it are, have have had a few drinks, so I don't take anything too serious. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. Yes, a lot of yeah. times, not so much crossbody is an alcohol-free venue, but uh, yeah. a lot of other venues there are liquor in, in mixing that in with with adrenaline and a whole lot of testosterone. It's like a recipe exactly. for disaster. Has there exactly. ever been uh, a situation with a fan where? Like it's gone back and forth so much, or somebody believed it so hard, wholeheartedly, and then they saw you after, or they saw you at another show, and and it was like they were like, yo, I'm I'm sorry for how I reacted, or they kept carrying it on. Was there ever any instances like that? Ah, uh, jeez, <laughs> I'd have to think really hard. So I guess the answer is no, because nothing sticks out in my mind. I'm like almost a thousand like times out of 10 <laughs> there's a there's a there's a guy apologizing that he gave me so much shit <laughs> uh, like because a lot of people 
it's funny. I mean, this uh, this usually happens in like Toronto, say, um, where they will come to a show. They've never seen me before. They think a lot less of me because I come out and I'm a smaller guy. And then they realize by the end of the match how good I am. Um, and I sorry to sound egotistical in that sense. No, it's but the truth, I mean, man. I've been it's saying just, it. It's yeah. just like a way that I like to to look at things when I go out there and I, I go into a new place that no one's ever seen me. I just I just uh, tell myself like by the end of the match they'll think differently and, and that's how I and that's how I do all my matches and uh, so I did that and then this guy was given like typically they give me shit and then by the end of the match they're you know they're changing their mind and then they come up to me after the show and they say hey sorry about that that was a great match and obviously I'm uh, appreciative of them saying those words uh, but. Never do I take them uh, wholeheartedly, and I'm sure they don't mean them when they say them. That's true. I think it's just the heat of the moment, 100%. In terms of your career, because you've been wrestling, I want to say you've been wrestling. I mean, I've done my research on the internet, but the internet doesn't really tell the whole truth. But it says close to about 15 years now. Am I right in that? Yeah, it's yeah. I think it. Yeah, it was before the interview. Honestly, I was about to look at the results page just so I know when I started. I don't even know my own anniversary, which is bad. But I don't know what technically. Some people say you know when they started training is their anniversary. When they had their first training match is their anniversary. When they had their first legitimate match is their anniversary. Uh, I couldn't tell you, but yeah, I mean, I. I I started training when I was 15. I remember that. Now I'm 30 years old. So let's go, uh, let's go I, with 15 so years. So I then. must be 14. 14 probably pro years. Yeah, 14 pro years going into your 15th year in 2020. And that's a huge exactly. and that's a huge milestone, man. Congratulations because a lot of guys don't a lot of guys uh their careers are cut short or their careers don't have that much of a shelf life. So for you to be going 15 years strong, that's huge. And that's a credit to who you've been in the ring with, but also a credit to your training because a lot of people, like we said, they don't realize, like your grandparents, they don't get it, they don't understand it, but every time you step through those ropes, you are putting your life in your opponent's hands and vice versa. And Mm -hmm. you've got to tell a great story and you always want to kick it up a notch. You always want to kind of feel the vibe with the crowd and you want to have those spots where you know you're going to get the biggest pops, whether it be boos or cheers. But every time you step in that ring, you are putting your life on the line because one slip, one thing, and, and, and you could be injured. You could be something yeah. worse. And people, I, I, and that's why I appreciate everyone that steps in that ring and everyone I interview on this show. I'm always have the utmost respect for because you guys do something for me as a fan. You give me people to boo and cheer for, and you put on shows that I love. And I've, I, I'm also a huge wrestling fan. My wife, I have two daughters. One is nine, wow. uh, ten, sorry, and the other one is three going on four. And they both, our whole family loves wrestling. We don't miss a pay-per-view, even though the WWE product is not the greatest these days. We don't miss a pay-per-view. And any chance I can get to take them out to an indie show, I do. Yeah. I, take, I take my 10-year-old daughter with me. Not so much my uh, my not, my 4-year-old, because she's a little crazy right now, and she won't sit still <laughs> for five minutes. But yeah, yeah, yeah. My 10-year-old I do, and my wife has also accompanied me to a few shows. And my wife is old-school Italian, much like yourself. She, That's awesome. She does. Oh, yeah. She's the light of my life. She. I tell everyone who's I've ever paid any attention to, she saved my life. Without her, I don't know where I would be today. And uh, she's complete old school Italian. Her grandparents, just like your grandparents, I tell them, I started a podcast. What's that? That's uh, a radio show. It's kind of like a radio show for the internet. <laughs> well, what do you do? I interview wrestlers. Why? Why not? 
That's that's stupid. I go, it's not stupid. You just don't understand. So my wife's like, it's, yeah, better, yeah, yeah. it's better you don't talk to my grandparents anymore about what you do on the side because they don't understand yeah. it, nor do they care. So I was like, yeah. okay. Um, but in terms of, you know, because back to my original question, I kind of segued there. But see, this that's because we're connecting, man. The interview's just flowing. It's like, Absolutely. you know. Um, like fine wine. Ex- oh, there it is. The Italian fine wine and a good sugo, some meatballs yeah. and some that's bread. But you and it. I, you and I, be talking for like six hours, hours. straight. That's it. I know. <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to have you come over for dinner one night. She can cook for you. You'll love it. There you go. Um, in terms of your career thus far, though, I mean, you've had a lot of matches. You faced a lot of guys. You mm-hmm. you've had intergender matches. You've had all kinds of matches that you can think of. Is there a match that stands out to you in your 15 career thus far that you consider to be uh, your best body of work or one of your best bodies of work if it's hard to narrow a specific one down? Uh, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's what I do here on Straight Talk, Alessandro. I, I ask the tough questions. I know, man. Jeez. Um, hmm. oh, There's so many great people that I've been in the ring with. Um, I guess there's like a two-parter to this. Like, the best match... Oh, jeez. I don't know why. Well, I obviously know why, but like, (laughs) I think the one that stands out the most um, is when I wrestled uh, the recently released um, Brody Lee. I wrestled him back. I can't even remember the year. It was a, it was at Alpha One show, uh, but there was just something in the air that night for me, and there was the the chemistry we had for not ever talking to each other or meeting before. Um, that match just stands out, and like I was just a, a big fan of his when he was doing his uh, indie work, and he had just come back from a tour from Japan, and. He knew nothing really about me other than the fact that a couple of people said I was really good. And he took that as enough um, to give me a really good, basically, shine in the match and look like a million bucks. And when we were planning the match, like I was kind of like calling what I would like him to do of his own moveset. And he took that as like a very big compliment. And it was just everything fell into place that night. And I had some very special people in the crowd that usually didn't come to shows and it was just like everything lined up that night and uh, it went really well. And I think that's probably one of my favorite matches uh, just because of all the different elements that came together in one night. Um, Yeah. But I think the other part of it is if you were to ask me who I have the most chemistry with, I just think, uh, It'd be, I'd be remiss not to say that Scotty O'Shea I have the most chemistry with. And I'm not just saying that because he's my best friend, but because we literally think of the exact same thing at the exact same time all the time when it comes to this business. And it's, it's actually kind of sickening. <laughs> you know what? I, I love your answer and I'm going to tell you why. Because in doing my research, as I always do to prepare for these interviews, I watched... Uh, you and uh, Scotty, uh, Scotty O'Shea in a match. I watched one of the matches that you guys have had, 
And I also did watch the Brody Lee match because I'm a I'm a big fan of Brody Lee. So I was mm-hmm. able to find both those matches online. And mm-hmm. I, you couldn't see my reaction, but uh, thank God it's a podcast. If you did, you would have seen my little schoolgirl smile. I'm sitting here in my house and I'm like, when you said it, I'm like, yeah. He said it. He said that one. That's my favorite one too. He said it. I love yeah, that. yeah, yeah. So you know what, man? You're right. Both those match, uh, like the one match I watched with you and Scotty O'Shea was stellar. It was absolutely incredible. Yeah. Uh, I I have reached out to him. I'm gonna have to press a little harder. I will not give up. I will get him on the show. And yeah. um, I uh, but the one with Brody Lee. You were right, man. There was something in the air that night. And uh, uh, from a fan of yours that I've become uh, to appreciate your style and your abilities and the times that I have seen you across body, uh, I can't wait for January, man. You're in that match. I think you're in the Fatal 4-Way with Pro, uh, Pretty Ricky and Justin Sane and stuff like that. That's going to be incredible. Like, that match is going to be a barn burn. I can't wait for that one, man. <laughs> I cannot wait. I don't know who to pick in that one. I just know, he's, I just know Pretty Ricky's going to have his hands full. But that Brody Lee match, you're right. That, in my opinion, that is one of your best bodies of work. And I'm happy that you said that because I think that that is one of your strongest performances to date. But anytime you and Scotty O'Shea lock up, you're right. And I think it's because, you know, like you said, when you're best friends and you share that chemistry and you think of the same things, it's easy to, and especially when it's your best friend, it's easier to trust them in the ring. Not like you don't trust anybody you work with, but you feel a little bit more comfortable because it's, it's your best friend. No, for sure. And almost I, like he could do anything. Exactly. And you know that he's going to be there in case uh, uh, something doesn't go right or vice versa. You're going to be yep. there to cover the other one up. So you're still yep. going to make the other one look good, which is huge. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, this interview is fantastic. We're having so much fun. We're almost at the tail end of it. Got another 10, 15 minutes in us, I think, for sure. But no um, I got a question for you. And this may be like an off-kilter question. But um, sure. do you have you – are you a fan of comic books? Do you read comic books? Have you ever read comic books? I have never – Sunk my teeth into a comic book. All right. Well, let me. Pay <laughs> I'm not a fan. It's not that I'm not a fan. It's just I don't ever. I haven't. I'm the type of guy that if I haven't started it, I feel like I'm lost. Like I, okay. I don't watch series of shows because I feel like I'm nine series away from the beginning of the show. So right. it's going to take me a while. Fair so enough. Unless with, I have the time. And with comic uh, books, you know what? That that's the way it is because there's so many different avenues you could peruse. Right. It's hard. It is hard. Right. But the reason I asked the comic book question is because I'm a big fan of comic books, and I used to have one series that I absolutely loved. And I haven't pulled this question out in a while, but I feel like you might give me a really cool answer. Now, I will pre-warn you. There's a lot of setup to this question, and it's a tough okay. one. So you got to okay. prepare, okay? Okay. All right. So the, the, this one of my favorite comic book series of all time was a series called What If. It was done by Marvel. And it was a set of, it was a set of comic books that if certain things hadn't happened, how the world might be different. So, for example, if Peter Parker didn't get bit by the spider to become Spider-Man. If Punisher's family had not been killed. If uh, Wolverine didn't join the X-Men. If Hulk didn't, uh, you know, do the Gamma Ray experience. So forth and so on. And it was, what would the world be like if these things never happened? But I have a different spin on the question. And the spin is, let's pretend that this is, who knows what year it is. It's down the road. It's the near future. You walk down your stairs or you walk out of your bedroom in your condo or wherever you live. And you go to your kitchen table. You make yourself a cup of coffee. You cook yourself some bacon and some eggs, some sausage. Get the bread flowing. You sit down at your kitchen table. You, you look out the window to the beautiful sun shining. And you look down at your kitchen table, and in front of you, there are five contracts, all for the same amount of money, all for the same amount of commitment dates. But the five companies in question are WWE, AEW, Ring of Honor, 
New Japan Pro Wrestling, and Impact Wrestling. And the only reason I mention these five in particular, because there's a lot of fantastic promotions out there, but the reason I mention these five is because these are the five I live and follow religiously. Where would you go? And if you had the opportunity to, right out the gate, who would you want to work a series of matches with or a promo with? Who would you want to face first in that organization? So I did say it was a tough one. Yeah, yeah. So, but this is again, this is just all fun. This is all a what if scenario. So, yeah. Where let's have some fun. Where would you like to go, and who would you like to face in that organization right out the hop? Yeah, uh, easy for me right now. Uh, I think um, people won't be shocked by my answer, but um, you know, I think I'd be remiss to say you know. Everyone always says, if you don't want to go to WWE, you're like a liar. You don't want, you don't want to be a wrestler if you don't want to be in the WWE. And and, and I and I do believe that. Um, I honestly do. Uh, I'd be remiss to say I wouldn't love to go there because that is obviously the dream. But I think if you're saying they're all the same money, they're um, – you just have your choice. You, you know, you're you're living your life right now that you're living. That's that's the thing for me is where where I am in my life. Um, if I did have that opportunity to pick for five contracts, um, I would want it that it suits my schedule and it's not that I'm on the road 365 days a year with the WWE. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 100%. So. I, I think I would have to go with AEW just because it's a weekly show. You're able to come home on the weekends, enjoy your life, still have a life, but at the same time, being able to be on a um, an inter an international stage. I don't think you know. I love New Japan. Not not something I see myself. Not a place I see myself living. You know, that's somewhere you have to commit to living. Um, so I would say AEW is the biggest one for me. Um, and I think right out of the gate, who I want to wrestle um, would probably be one of my favorite wrestlers right now, and that's Ray Phoenix. I just think he's an incredible talent. That is so, uh, like, just we take for granted in independent wrestling. Like, he's a phenom when it comes to just high-flying Lucha Libre style. So, um other, yeah, that's my answer. AEW and Ray Phoenix. I, I absolutely love the answer, and I, I, I figured you were going to go with AEW, and I love it, but I want to raise you because I see you facing somebody else better, and I think you too, uh, with your with your promo skills and his promo skills, and you're both cocky characters in the ring. There's only one other option for me at AEW. Ray Phoenix is, is a great option, but the second one for <laughs> me, I got to say MJF, brother. Oh, yeah. You and MJF, I think, would play off so well off each other because you're both so, very cocky in the ring. And so I have wrestled him before. Have we've you? Had, yeah, we've had decent chemistry, so I don't disagree, but he's definitely uh, come into his own a lot more in the last year with AEW and the launch of AEW, so there's definitely a unturned leaf in that scenario, if, that, if you want to say that. Um, yeah, but we've, um, we've, we've crossed paths twice in Hamilton, actually. I have to look up those matches then. I did not yeah, see those, but I, I got to look them up. Online. I don't know if they're out online, but you can... Uh, yeah, you can probably get them on the... You can probably see them on the indie, some, that indie.tv 
I do have a subscription now, thanks to Crossbody Pro Wrestling, so I may have there to release that. There you go. All right, no, that's awesome, man. That's great. That's fantastic. I did not know you two had matches. See, now you're making me like a kidney candy store. I'm gonna have to hang up and go right upstairs and tell the wife, "Forget what you're doing. We're watching wrestling tonight. It has to happen." Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Before I go, one other interesting point you mentioned. You did mention um, Shawn Michaels as a definite early influence. Um, were there any other early influences that you had in shaping who you are today as a wrestler? Yeah, that's. Uh, there's two guys that have basically is the reason why I wrestled, and uh, it's Al- it's it's Shawn Michaels number one, and number two is Alex Shelley. Um, you may or may not know a lot of his work, but he's uh, he has done a lot of stuff with TNA uh, back in the day, and uh, just an unbelievable talent that has gotten influences from Japan, Mexico, um, American influences. Like just he is a absolute wizard when it comes to in ring, and uh, he's ultimately the number one guy I want to face before I hang up the boots. Uh, so. He's he's definitely number two on my list. All right, Straight Talk, you heard it there first. If anybody knows him, get at him, tweet him, <laughs> tell him Alessandro Da Bruno is waiting. He's <laughs> waiting in the wings to get get his hands on that guy. No, I do yeah, not. Yeah. I do not know the name, but I will definitely have to research it for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Sounds he's like one incredible. hell of a talent. You would, you would love him. You would love him. I think I would. I mean, considering I love, you know. Everybody I talk to, I have, again, the utmost respect for. And this is kind of a fun question, but I think I already know the answer, and I think most of my listeners will when they listen to this one. But heel or face, which do you prefer to play? Wow. You think they know? I think they do. I think I know, too, (laughs) but I could be wrong. Yeah, you might be. I prefer face. Are you? Really? Yeah. I yeah. thought you were going to say heel, man, because you play heel yeah. like dynamite, bro. Yeah, no, I do. I do love it. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. But there is something about, like, the face aspect and the underdog aspect. I've been told that uh, I am quite the underdog, and I, I definitely relish in those compliments because I feel like anytime I'm in the ring, I, I know how to – I know how to mold – come back pretty well so uh i feel like that for me is is my uh favorite bodies of work um but yeah to me don't get me wrong heel my heel stuff is stuff i'm very proud of oh yeah your uh, heel stuff is legendary murder it's legendary yeah man. i know i know i know it is it's very good it's very good well that's you know what you you blew me away you shocked the host on my own show there you go there and that, you go. that doesn't happen very often that does not happen very often. All right. Um, you know what? Uh, let me see. Let me see. There is one question kind of burning a hole in my pocket. Oh, in terms of your schedule, you did actually mention that I guess you're kind of, you're allowed to pick and choose your dates now. You've got like yep. a comfortable foot in the door. Is there any goals for, I mean, this interview is going to drop in 2020. This will probably drop end of January, early February. But um, what are your goals for the upcoming year? That you want to set for yourself in terms of maybe schedule, in terms of uh, where you're, where we could see you next, uh, and in terms of what you kind of have in store for yourself for the new year. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just keeping uh, consistent on the uh, independence and 
and just uh, being as busy as possible. Like you said, I pick and choose my dates, which I I thoroughly enjoy. You know, I love what I do. I'm busy. I keep busy, and uh, and I'm making um, enough for me to you know be happy with and pay the bills here at the house and everything. So it's 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 nice and it's a good feeling after you know 14 years. Like we said, I should be at that point. Um, so. Uh, it's uh, very satisfying, but uh, yeah, just keeping busy. Um, and my biggest, my biggest thing for the new year, and, uh, and I've been talking to all the promoters about it, um, is something. It's more of a challenge for me. Um, I want to wrestle guys that I've never wrestled before in singles matches. Um, I just find, you know, being in Ontario for most of my career, um, I find I wrestled similar guys over and over uh i want to have singles matches with guys that have never wrestled before whether that's new out of country whatever it may be i I want those matches even with anyone just just to test myself and where i'm at in my career so i can still keep up with the younger guys or teach the, the brand new guys or whatever it may be um that's that's my biggest goal for 2020 well, I cannot wait to see you in 2020 and see you kick ass. And next time I see you at a show, we'll have to snag a picture. And I do want to let you know that you are now officially a member of the Straight Talk family. You have my number. I have yours. Anytime you want to come back on the show, it would be an absolute honor to speak with you again. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. And uh, I look forward to seeing you at the next show. Absolutely. And before I go. This is a fun question. I just thought of it in my head, but I have to ask it now. Your all-time, all right, your all-time favorite, favorite dance track of all time. <laughs> oh man, um, oh man, that's a hard one. Is that the hardest question I asked today? That can't. Yeah, probably. <laughs> you know what? Probably. Um, geez, there's so many. Um, would it would it help you if I told you mine? Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. Go ahead. Okay. That probably helps. This might this might shock a lot of people, but this is my all time favorite dance track, man. It's uh, it's King of My Castle. Oh wow! That is That's my tune, bro. I'm not even gonna lie to that you, man. I still ha- so good. I still have the CD single. Yeah, man. Like, oh, I'm just trying to think of all the waybacks now because oh, King of My those... Castle. <laughs> oh yeah, buddy. That's solid. Um, jeez. It's like I'm just thinking it's gotta be a what is that song called now I, I'm just gonna be stuck on this song now <laughs> you're gonna text me when we hang up and be like that's yeah, the song yeah exactly exactly <laughs> um I, get, I, get, I got a couple off the top of my head I can think of Rhythm is a Dancer Masquerade okay. you know no. remember Masquerade I got no, you no I remember it yeah, but that's good. not the one okay if you, if you keep naming some it oh. might come to me any Lasgo see it in your eyes oh Lasgo was solid I had the I had the whole album I think I still this do this interview has just taken a right turn and it's, I it's, enjoy it's, every minute of it <laughs> <laughs> uh, what am I oh Mr. Vane call oh, Mr. Vane oh that's a solid call one Mr. Ron Mr. Vane no no um, uh, I feel like there's a song um Maybe CC Music Factory, a little gonna make you sweat. Uh, pump up the jam, pump up the jam, pump it up. Why didn't you ask me before so I could be ready? Oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I apologize. All the Straight Talk fans. I gotta say, Amazon, getting, I, but growing up, like, if we're not, if we don't go way backs, way backs, like, one of my favorite tracks 
and it's old enough, it's got to be, uh, um, what's it called? Uh, Tiesto traffic. Yes. That's, that's, yes. Like yes. just the sound and the beat. Like that's like Tiesto's still one of my favorite DJs, but like that that that's an oldie and a goodie. No, you know what, man? You got to do me a special favor. When I see you in January, you got it for one night only. You got to tell Ben you got to come out to that track. That's got to be oh, your yeah. entrance song for once. For one. That's fine. That's fine. So that's gonna happen. Maybe I'll put, put, it, maybe I'll put it at the beginning. Oh, perfect. Yeah, you tell, right, you tell a little, Ben. A little traffic intro. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's it. I got to listen to that. Now I got to download that song after. Well done. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Now I can officially say I can, I can scratch off talking dance music with a wrestler off my bucket list. It's happened. That's amazing. It's happened. It happened. Uh, it happened. Oh, man. Alessandro, this interview has been an absolute blast. Thank you so much for taking out the time. You go enjoy the rest of your night with your new puppy. He got a new puppy, everybody. Sitting beside him. Was I quiet did. as a mouse. What kind of dog is I it? I did it. It's a um, half Shih Tzu, half Poodle. Oh, okay. My, yeah. my daughter and was I'm here right now. She just wanted to come over and pet it all day long. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, it doesn't have the typical Italian name. Uh, <laughs> what did you name it? What did you name it? Sawyer. Sawyer. Oh, no. That's not a yeah. walk name at all. No. It's not. No. But it's such a boss name. It is. So. Sawyer. I like it. It rolls yeah. off the tongue. Yeah. Sawyer. It's it. I, I have a dog at home, too. I have a little tiny dog. She's half Pomeranian, half Poodle. <laughs> Uh, oh wow yeah she uh she loves everyone else in the house but she bites me all the time and, there you uh, go and her name because we're disney freaks in this house so her name is minnie oh gosh that's amazing yeah right i mean if it's any consolation my parents have a dog and she's a palm she and her name is bella so i mean i couldn't go typical italian when the dog's name is bella yeah, no, you couldn't. No, you really no. couldn't. No, you couldn't what do you top want that. Me to name my dog Bello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should have named your dog Mr. Vane. That would have been sick. <laughs> All right, you take care. Enjoy the rest of your night with your puppy. And it was an absolute honor to speak with you today, sir. Thank you so much for the time. Okay, no problem, man. Thank you again. All right. All right, you take care. You too. Ciao. Bye. Well, guys, what can I say, man? That was Alessandro De Bruno, an absolute amazing talent. If you have not checked him out, please do. Check out those matches we spoke about. Check out his career. And you can check it all on Independent Wrestling TV. That's right. If you don't have your subscription, you should get it. Uh, and you should check out his match with Aiden Prince at Crossbody because if you have not watched it, you should. It is actually one of my favorite matches next to the one he did with Brody Lee. Uh, as always, I am your host. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week. You must follow, follow, follow the socials. And you will find out who the next interview is, because I'm never going to tell you. As always, I'm your host. You guys take care, and I will see you all next week. Peace. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week for another episode on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. Also follow us on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And for all our merchandise, you can search us on ProWrestlingTees.com. Thank you.